Hey everyone, this week Sam couldn't make it due to scheduling conflicts, uh, but Kellum and I went ahead and did an episode anyway. So, enjoy this episode. This one is just Kellum and Chris. Throwback to early 2022. Love you! Welcome back to How to Be Queer. I'm Kellum. And I'm Chris. And today we're talking about pronouns. Hey Chris. Yes. What are your pronouns? My pronouns. Well, such a good question. My pronouns are essentially all pronouns. Wow. I mean, you can use whatever you want. Like if someone were to come up to me and use like neo pronouns and stuff, I think that would be cool too. I'm not like opposed to it. I just don't like say that one. I think like in my in my signature, I say they, she, he in that order. And um, it's because he deserves to come last. My apologies, patriarchy, but we don't apologize. For I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're not sorry. You've had enough time in the spotlight and everybody uses you all the time. So I'm putting they and she before you because third place priority. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What about yours? What are yours? Excellent question. Thank you so much. Uh, My pronouns are they, them. Okay. Okay. And it's interesting because I'm now getting to a point where like they, them are my pronouns, but other pronouns don't bother me as much as they used to. And I have some feelings on that, but most of those feelings are meh. And also I'm fine. Like I, myself, I feel confident and valid enough within my own little bubble of Kellum that I feel like I don't need to be fighting everyone all the time. But when I first came out, you used the wrong pronouns for me. Mm -mm. I feel you. Now, um, why are we talking about this? The day after this episode is released. So October 18th is when this is going to be released. So tomorrow will be October 19th. It is pronoun day, which is so cool because despite the level of education that so many people have, it almost seems as if they didn't know pronouns existed until trans people were like, I'm going to use different pronouns. Please use them accordingly. Yeah. And everyone was up in arms like, oh my gosh. I don't have pronouns. Yes, Bill, you do have pronouns. (laughs) You obviously missed that class in grade two, but that's fine. We're here to educate. We are here to share the knowledge. And so pronoun day is to raise awareness and to also celebrate people who have come out with new pronouns who, yeah, like you said, if someone came up to me and used neo pronouns for me, I'd be like, okay, go off. That's cool. I don't think I'm creative enough to come up with neo pronouns for myself. So. Well, you know what I like about neo pronouns um, that I think is very interesting is that like when people are using they, them pronouns, they have to conjugate verbs in mm-hmm. a plural way, which is fine. It's not that much of an inconvenience. You'll be okay. You'll get through it. But, uh, and it takes only a little bit of time to respect someone. However, um, when someone uses like she pronouns, then you can just literally replace like he or she right and Mm -hmm. it can be used in singular form so that's why I kind of like those and I like the idea of them it's just that I don't want to have to explain it every single time (laughs) and like they them is kind of used in general culture now so like I'm I'm fine with they them pronouns I'm seeing that maybe in the future we might uh, like language might continue to evolve and we might use they uh, pronouns um but conjugate the verb in a singular way when we're talking about just one person Mm. and then conjugate Mm. it in a plural way when we're talking about more than one person to make it um, a little bit more specific and I mean that might be an adaptation that we do or something else might happen we have no idea like whatever Um, language is adaptive and it grows right at the same time I also like for those of you who don't know I one of my degrees is in English literature 
I would say for 60% of my undergrad, I studied Shakespeare. Shakespeare uses a singular they all the freaking time. Yeah. And no one batted an eye. Like I had no one. And I wasn't out in university as non-binary, but no one batted an eye when we had to recite poetry. We had to recite prose and people were using they pronouns to talk about the characters and the protagonists. So it's quite interesting to me that you think that we might get to a place where we might have a singular and a plural they, because realistically we've always had them. They oh yeah, for sure. They. Um, yeah, exactly. We've had it. I mean, at least, I mean, the thing is with all words, all of them are invented, right? Like she pronouns were invented in like the 10th century. It's not like they always existed, right? Like, so She's like- so wild. I know, right? Um, it's, it's just interesting because like, um, you know, as much as there is, there, like we could just get rid of the pro- like people who are having problem with it by just conjugating in a different way. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when people are like, oh, it can't be used singularly. Okay, well then, you know, we'll just keep keep adapting because that's what queer people do. We'll adapt. Fine. I don't want to have to adapt to you, but if that's the complaint that you have, okay, well yeah. then let's change it. Because <laughs> I don't mind. And it might sound weird at first, but everything sounds weird at first. Like it's just, you said that you haven't always been out as non-binary. I mean, I guess, obviously, because people aren't just like, well, you're born non-binary. I don't know what to say there, but (laughs) (laughs) I guess you technically, like, everyone who is non-binary has come out as non-binary. So, um, well, not necessarily. I'm sorry. I take that back, too. Um, (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like, I do. I do. You weren't always, you didn't always know that you were non-binary, even though you possibly have always been non-binary. Yeah. What, what's, what's that been like for you? How did you come to find that you use they, them pronouns? Okay, so two things there. I think what you just said, the how did I come to know I was non-binary, without understanding that that piece of language, that phrase, I kind of always knew. I didn't know what it was. I was, again, raised in a very religious home, very like gender roles, very much when it came to the way I dressed and how I needed to present myself, not so much in what was expected of me, like out in the world or like in the home, but like very much, you know, where I dress to church and where, you know, your hair in curls or braids or whatever, all of that. And I would come home from church every single Sunday with like mud stains all over my bright yellow dresses, which is like a very specific memory. And I remember like screaming at my parents that I just wanted to wear pants like the boys and like run around with my shirt off because our church had like a backfield and I wanted to go play football. And like, I very much had like a, a huge tomboy phase that turned into like, I think a typical millennial, like wannabe punk phase. Like I was definitely a scene kid. And then when I first came out, I came out as a lesbian and very much fell into like the more masculine lesbian stereotype, but I could beat a face. And so that also was like very juxtaposing for my like for me to look in the mirror and look at my wardrobe and be like oh you look like a boy from the neck down and I'd have like the perfect winged eyeliner and like contoured face for the gods and to me I was like I don't see people like this so maybe this maybe this is the wrong way that I should be like maybe I should be presenting differently and I met a friend 
five, six years ago-ish, and they used they, them pronouns. And our styles were like pretty similar, the way we dressed, except I had a lot more of like a feminine edge to it. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And as I got to know them, I realized that they identified as non-binary. And I was like, huh. And we got to talking and I was like, what does that mean to you? And they explained it. And I was like, oh, cool. Me too. (laughs) And it was kind of just like this light bulb went off and I was like, oh yeah, I guess that, that makes sense. Like this is a phrase that could literally describe my entire relationship with myself. And that's how I came to use they, them pronouns. And that's how I came to use the, uh, the identifier of non-binary. But when people ask me about it now, part of me wants to just be like, actually, I'm anti-binary because. Yeah, yeah, like, that's what my non-binary means. And I love that. I, I love that too. I do. Because I, I mean, think it's, it's, I mean, it's both and. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about being non-binary and anti-binary to me I also, I want people to look at me and be like, what is my definition of masculinity and why do they do it differently? And what's my definition of femininity and why does that person do it differently? Because I think those two things, if we just deconstruct those two things, we can better reconstruct our relationship with ourselves. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's me. You said that you, that's kind of how your non-binariness shows up my non-binariness is anti-binary like is that just like you I probably have always known that I'm non-binary or you know anti-binary or just like essentially was like I am who I am and you're getting me regardless Mm -hmm. like I've always kind of been like that my sibling has always been like that we've always just kind of like even when we were younger we used to like people would say oh um you like to play soccer carling and then like christopher you like to do insert girly thing here and so then we would uh be like oh yeah well that's just because we think we were born in the wrong bodies (laughs) and so like we would say shit like that all the time and just be like i was supposed to be the girl and carling was supposed to be the boy and like you know even back then like that's not necessarily what we actually thought but we were trying Mm -hmm. to put words to what our experience was because we both noticed something that wasn't necessarily you know, fitting. But with myself, um, growing up, I was a stronger uh, advocate for others than I was for myself. And I didn't necessarily Mm. recognize it myself. I was, I stood up for gay rights before I even knew that I was gay. And then once I figured out I was gay, I was like, oh. (laughs) That that pipeline is so short. Yeah, exactly. That pipeline (laughs) is like less than a full train stop. Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. And then once I started to look a little bit further into like, why are you supporting like they them so hard? Why are you supporting gender like this kind of thing? Like, it's because I am anti-binary and the way Mm -hmm. that I um, have come to understand gender, it's far more complex than just two options. Two options makes absolutely no sense once you understand what gender means. And so like, to me, everyone is Mm -hmm. non-binary. every single person because every single moment of every single day you are going through both masculine and feminine things like there might be but in different combinations and like Mm -hmm. why is it just those two things those are not just the two options and why did we put those into these random boxes it makes no sense people just are who they are and just because they correlate sometimes um you know to penises and vaginas doesn't mean that that's always right and it doesn't have to be because we are complex yeah Um, and that's okay nature is queer we're queer anyway Nature is super queer. <laughs> yeah, super queer. I guess that's not the end of my story, though. <laughs> that's the end of your story. 
Well, like, how did I get to use all pronouns? Essentially, like, even when I did come out as non-binary, um, and just before that, I was trying to convince myself, I was essentially like, well, I'm a cis man, like, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then I was kind of like, well, if you break it down a little bit, if you look at it a little bit too hard, I used to, the thing, the thing that I think about me was that I used to think before I started to see more representation of what non-binary meant, um, more representation that I understood and the variety, um, I understood non-binary to mean someone who's androgynous and mm. that's not what it means. Um, and I think that a lot more people would be non-binary if they actually knew what it meant. Because to me, I didn't really realize that I was or could be non-binary until I saw Jonathan Van Ness uh, come out as non-binary and uh, they used all pronouns as well. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, it can be like, it can be like that. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's who I am. And then I also was thinking um, to myself, like when I was younger, there was a kid who was gay Nobody knew he was gay, but he wasn't beaten up or anything like that. He wasn't bullied for being gay, but I was. And so what was the difference? Well, the difference was gender. Um, yeah. It wasn't sexuality because we had the same sexuality, but the difference was gender and expression and things like that. And so like looking back on that, you start to realize like, oh, I am a little bit more feminine than people expect me to. I don't fit into boxes and that has caused, you know, this, this and this. And so um, looking at that point, I came out um, right after the big movement of, like in 2020, after the movement to like diversify our feeds because, you know, there was a big social justice movement essentially happening. And so I diversified my feed enough to see representation being like, yeah, non-binary means whatever non-binary means to you. Like yeah. that's non-binary is just not man and woman, but that's it. So I was like, oh, actually, you know what? That's me. And so I came out at the time I was using just he, him pronouns. And then a little bit later, I was like, no, they actually kind of applies to me too. So I'll use he, they pronouns. Um, and that stuck for a while. And then I realized that she also works, that I'm not as uncomfortable as I thought I was because I used to be, because people mm -hmm. would call me she and misgender me, but that wasn't um, my truth at the time. But now it is. I don't mean, but I don't mind being called she at any point. If someone calls me she, that's like, what an honor. What an honor. So I use all pronouns because no pronouns are offensive to me. I love that. Yeah. I think diversifying our feeds in 2020, it did a lot in so many different ways for representation online. And I think one of the biggest things for me that it did was it also showed me different, li like you, different ways to be non-binary. Hmm. And I had never really, androgynous really wasn't a word that I knew well until actually until I met my partner who for a very long time others and themselves would describe them, their style as androgynous and I now have so many non-binary and gender non-conforming people on my feed that I think it's so amazing I can scroll literally for 15 minutes and in 15 minutes I could come across a dozen different people who all identify as non-binary or gender non-conforming and they all look so different. Yeah. And I think I think I know one of the biggest hurdles that I'm seeing now is like there's not a lot of plus size people that are being represented and being shown out there and that's one of the other things that I'm now looking forward and part of me is like oh, I should probably like tap into that community more and like see what see who's out there because I think, you know, on top of like the pretty androgynous 
style that I think so many of us saw as like non-binary. It's also this like slim and like athletic, the, the athlete, the non-binary to athlete and like the trans person to athlete pipeline is also very short. <laughs> I feel like the number, like as I remember coming out when I first met as a lesbian, everyone who I found on Instagram who was a lesbian was also like a fitness, you know, a fitness creator or like a personal trainer or like a bodybuilder. And I was like, well, fuck, guess I got to hit the gym. We love you, Jolene Harris. We do. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but I think I just, the, the diversifying of our feeds can only go so far. And that's why I think days like Grande are so interesting and cool because it, gets people talking about things because they'll maybe they'll see it on a calendar maybe they'll see it or they'll hear it on the radio or something like that and I think for people who aren't as aren't as lucky as you and I are to have that diversification on our feed hearing about it and the more they hear about it means that hopefully they'll start talking about it I think there's so many people who I have met and I mean you know a lot of really cool people too but I feel like there's so many people that I have met that I never would have guessed that they're non-binary and I think that's the most fucking cool thing ever yeah because I'm like oh you just I don't know what it is but like you just got 10 times cooler as soon as I found that out because (laughs) there's like because it challenges my own conception and like preconceptions of what my community looks like yeah. And I feel like I'm seeing like a whole, like a different side of the prism. Yeah, I agree. I think it's cool. Our community is very diverse by nature of just being a catch-all group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, it's, it's just cool.
I don't know how much this really lends itself to pronouns, but I have fallen in love with fashion again. I love that. And that has been so freeing as well, someone what's interesting who's... about pronouns is that they are essentially a form of gender expression. And so is fashion, right? So like along the same veins, you're just, what's so exciting about realizing you're non-binary is like, oh my God, I don't have to listen to these stupid ass rules. Like I actually get to like shirk them all and go and do what I want to do. And so you get to actually start to mm-hmm. actually experiment. So that's so cool. Tell me. Yeah. About so you know what? It's, it's wild because I, I kind of always have had this like dream aesthetic. I'm starting to build it into my wardrobe, but what I'm realizing is this dream aesthetic that I had built out, literally some of my Pinterest boards are like from the 2010s. Actually, some of them might be from before that. That's embarrassing. <laughs> but like, they're so gendered. And I was, I, at the beginning of the summer, I started doing this where I started really evaluating what I was wearing. And I was like, ooh, we need to like, sh- like shake this up a little bit. But then I thought to myself, I'm, I'm not going to shake it up because I'm going to wear both. And I'm going to wear a suit jacket with a silk skirt and I'm gonna wear you know a men's suit with uh fucking stilettos and we've done all this work ourselves we come out as non-binary and people are like oh cool you've done all this work you're you're set hell no I've been on as non-binary for I don't even remember coming out as non-binary if I'm being quite honest with you it kind of just happened yeah it kind of just I had a friend who was like these are non these are my pronouns. I'm non-binary. I was like, that sounds cool. And like gradually, I think over like the next like six to eight months, I started telling people and whatever. But because I think it happened so gradually, there were certain things in, in my brain that I, I didn't really have to come to terms with. And so when, when you come out, people, cis, mostly cis people are like, oh, so you, you know what you are, you know where you stand. Bitch, we're all floating. None of us are standing anywhere. No. Like we're really not. And even if I was yesterday, I was someone else. And that's like you said, that's kind of the superpower is however I show up. Yeah. I show up. Yep. And and that's been pretty freaking yeah. cool. Your fashion sense has always has always been so rad. And I I think it's always so fun to see what you're doing. So I feel like that probably did that come easy for you after you came out as non-binary? No. Um, well, no, I just leaned into what I've just, my, my own life philosophy is like lean into what you love. And when I, before coming out as non-binary, essentially I had limited myself to being like, don't lean into the things that you love because like wearing a skirt, Christopher is going to be harmful. It's not going to be something that you're going to be okay doing. Like someone's going to hurt you, Mm -hmm. like things like that, that like the voices that were in my head saying like, it's not okay to do the things that you want to do that you would love to do, like grow out your hair and have your own, you know, long hair that you get to take care of because you've always loved long hair. Just fucking do it, Christopher. But no, I got bullied out of it, you know? And so like, I think that coming out as non-binary is just the first step in your non-binary journey. Mm -hmm. It's literally just the first step. And as soon as you take that step, you have to decide what kind of non-binary you are. Like, sure, it could come easily to you. Like, uh, you could be like, I'm non-binary and therefore I have no gender. But then once you, like, I think that the more that you explore, the more that you see that gender is so much more like it should be an experimental thing. It should be something mm-hmm. that is creative. It should be um, 
expressive it should be like the way that humans get to tell people the world who they are and right now it's not because we limit each other and it sucks um but you know being able to lean into what you like is essentially why i wanted yeah. to like or became non-binary and then like that action of being non-binary like now I feel more secure in what I wear on a day-to-day basis and I feel like it reflects who I am Mm -hmm. um, more than before because I have experimented a little bit um, and gotten to a place where I'm like yeah actually you know what the parts of me that are feminine are earrings and hair I don't necessarily need to wear dresses in order for that to happen um, and still feel validated myself but I can still wear a dress and really be comfortable in it Mm -hmm. it just depends on the type of dress like uh, you know, and you have to live it in order to experience that. And yes. um, so I feel really blessed in the fact that, first of all, I don't think I would have been as comfortable doing it at school. Um, and so it was nice that I had that retail job at Body Shop um, where they were like, yeah, be who you are. And I was like, okay, well, then this is literally a beauty industry thing. So I'm going to wear like some really cool feminine things and like experiment there. And it was really nice to be able to do that too. So, um, but generally I've just always kind of with fashion used it to express myself but I tried to uh work within the limits that I had now now that it's limitless it just got a little bit you know it elevated a little more (laughs) yeah yeah I always felt like I actually that's a lie I never felt I was always told that I pushed the boundaries with my wardrobe when I was younger I remember like it was yesterday I was probably 15 or 16 and one of the elders in my family's church came up to my mother and I was friends with their daughter and still friends with her actually. And one of the elders came up to my mom and was like, have you seen what your kid is wearing? Like you should really like, I hope you're praying for them kind of thing. And my mom was like, mind your own business. Good. I have to say, despite all of the hardships that my queerness and my transness have brought out in my relationship with my family. That's one thing I always had. I mean, my parents wouldn't let me out of the house if I was wearing a skirt too short or, you know, my chest formerly known as tits were out, but (laughs) I wore tights and combat boots and ripped jeans and ties and mini skirts to church all the time. The only rule was no pajamas. And I was like, that's a lot of room. Okay. (laughs) I can work with those. (laughs) I can work with those limitations. And it's interesting because it took me, I feel like now I'm kind of waving at those boundaries as I'm passing them by (laughs) a little bit. And I'm like, "Hmm." all right. Like one of my favorite outfits these days are like these blue, like Dickies work pants and like a white tank top. I love that. And I feel like it looks so greasy and I feel like I should be like working in my dad's garage with like a handkerchief out of my back pocket, (laughs) but I'll like, you know, throw on some mascara and some blush and some lipstick and go walk the dog. Yeah. And I, I think it's so funny. Like, I think it's so funny to leave my house and like, look around and be like, you're still, you're these people that I'm seeing are still falling for this like gendered wardrobe charade. (laughs) Like, it's entertaining to me, mm-hmm. but, and this is my own personal thing is I think one of the best things about being non-binary and like, don't do this until you want, until you're ready for anyone who's listening, because like, it's scary as hell. 
it really is Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. But once you feel comfortable to go out in with your pronouns and go out with your, your fashion choices, your hair choices, or your earring choices, Chris and I both have an extensive earring collection. So like, that's a, that's a thing we bond on. Yeah. Go out with the intention that you're going to make people think about their gender. Yeah. And I think binary be anti-binary and like I don't know where I saw it or heard it it was probably a TikTok sound if if I'm being honest but it was basically like if I don't if I don't confuse at least six straight people today (laughs) there was no point in me leaving the house yeah amen amen that's a wrap (laughs) amen gender is political you heard it here first gender is so (laughs) political and if you don't believe me well I'm not going to get political but Actually, I am. If, if, if you don't believe that gender is political, look at what is happening all around the world because people are taking back their freedom over what has been accept- expected of their gender for years. I mean, you don't have to look very far. I promise no. you that. If we really want to talk about it, the fact that we have gender at all was a white man's invention to keep people in line. Yeah. It really was. And sell more shit. <sighs> so much yeah so much more like it's it's sure it could be a fundamental way that we um kept groups together in the past when we were hunter gatherers um and all that kind of thing but even then it was more complicated than that and even now we aren't hunter gatherers so we have to be honest in my own humble opinion have evolved past the need for it and it is not something that helps to hold us together anymore (laughs) no it just holds us back and it damages yes. people as mm-hmm. can be evidenced by all people who <laughs> have experienced gender violence. Yeah. So break it down, break the binary. We are yeah. anti-binary, gender is political, et cetera, et cetera. And it's also such a construct. It is a captive construct. Yeah. So we encourage you to safely break out of it. Yeah. Deconstruct. Completely. Hey, I just wanted to quickly pop in here and just clarify something. What we mean by white men invented gender is we mean white men invented the binary. Gender itself was invented by humans and having society. We don't want to deconstruct gender. We want to reconstruct gender without a binary because gender is far more exciting when it's not about the binary. All right. Love you. Bye. See you next time on How to Be Queer. (laughs) 